Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. President Biden delivers State of the Union address. We have the story. And we have Republican response to the president's speech. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. Man hospitalized for mental health crisis following a Wichita police standoff. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. Improvements are coming to the Wichita Fire Department. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. The storm system is off to the southwest of us. It's going to be lifting nearby, and that will likely bring us some rain by this afternoon. How long will that last, and how much will we see? Our forecast here in just a few minutes. A suspect has been arrested following an abduction in South Wichita. This began Tuesday afternoon in the 1200 block of East Mount Vernon. Officers attempted a traffic stop with the suspect's vehicle, but it sped off. The vehicle was chased to North Madison and 10th Street where the suspect stopped and fled on foot and was quickly apprehended. The person who had been abducted was not injured. President Biden urging a divided Congress to finish the job in his second State of the Union address. From police reform to prescription drug prices to immigration and gun violence, President Biden says lawmakers must finish the job on progress made over the past two years. My Republican friends... If we could work together the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together and find consensus on important things in this Congress as well. But the president was at times challenged by House Republicans over his assertion GOP lawmakers aim to slash Social Security and Medicare. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Republican leaders have insisted cuts to the entitlement programs are not part of spending reform sought as part of a debt limit agreement. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. And Republicans have responded to President Biden's State of the Union address with a speech by Arkansas's new, uh, newly elected governor. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, quote, in the radical left's America, Washington taxes you, lights your hard-earned money on fire, and you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and children are taught to hate one another on account of their race. Dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. The newly sworn-in governor of Arkansas said she is focused on education and will announce a plan for her state today. My plan empowers parents with real choices. While she shared a story about serving as press secretary under President Trump, praising her former boss, she also said it's time for a new generation of Republican leaders. In Washington, D.C., Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Police responded to a McDonald's restaurant west of downtown Wichita after a man shut himself in a restroom claiming to have a weapon. It happened around 4.30 Tuesday afternoon at Douglas and Seneca. Staff were alerted by a customer who came in contact with the man and were able to evacuate everyone safely. Officers arrived and contacted a 44-year-old man who it was learned was experiencing a mental health crisis. A safety perimeter was set up and crisis negotiators along with the SWAT unit was brought in to help resolve the situation. In a news release, the department said that the officers were able to safely take the man to a local hospital for treatment. Dan O'Neill. KNSS News. The Wichita City Council approved three plans Tuesday that will help the city's fire department provide faster response times and better service to its citizens. The city accepted a $10.27 million ARPA SAFER grant in October to fund 42 additional positions, increasing staffing from three fire personnel per apparatus to four 
and staff two new trucks with four fire personnel each. The department will also acquire one new fire apparatus thanks to a $1.79 million grant from the federal government. Fire Chief Tammy Snow said that new truck won't arrive soon. Right now they're telling us anywhere between three and four years before we would actually get the the new trucks. The council also approved a $65,000 plan to purchase monitor defibrillator units, which must be replaced by the end of 2024. Rodney Price, KNSS News. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission is going to look at a FEMA grant application to help pay for new ambulances. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. We have to replace about four ambulances, uh, the hardware, there, well, the ambulance structure itself over the next coming years, and this helps us uh, do that now instead of uh, over a long-term budget. And it's got about a 10% match. And Meitzner commented during his weekly visit with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Basketball action last night in Manhattan. Two nationally ranked teams, K-State, TCU. We'll hear from Coach Tang, see how that one went. Coming up in sports. Unofficial results from a special election in Kichai indicate voters have approved a 1% sales tax. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted now, 8.08, eight minutes past 8 o'clock. Unofficial results from a special election in Keyshire indicate that voters have approved a 1% sales tax to fund a special arts and business district. The money generated will pay for sidewalk and parking improvements as well as landscaping in the district. The vote Tuesday was 156 voting yes and 121 no votes. The votes uh, will now be canvassed by the Sedgwick County Commission. American crews joined search and rescue efforts in Turkey and Syria after a deadly earthquake. Two U.S. Agency for International Development teams are set to arrive in southern Turkey to help with search and rescue efforts in the wake of a 7.8 magnitude earthquake striking near the Syrian border, killing thousands. The teams, based in Fairfax County, Virginia, and in Los Angeles County, California, are made up of about 80 people each and include structural engineers, soldiers, paramedics, and handlers with search dogs, all specifically trained in earthquake response. The agency's administrator, Samantha Power, says they'll coordinate with Turkish authorities and other responding organizations to provide life-saving assistance, joining nations including Britain, Israel, and India in dispatching crews to the area. Kristen Goodwin. Fox News. The Biden administration has approved a $10 billion arms sale to Poland. As the war rages on in neighboring Ukraine, Poland is looking to step up its defensive posture. So the State Department says the Polish government's buying up U.S. artillery rocket systems, ammunition, and related equipment to the tune of $10 billion. State says the sale deserves support because Poland is a force for political stability. President Biden's expected to visit Poland this month as Ukraine marks one year since the invasion from Russia. Jill Nato, Fox News. Bed Bath & Beyond continues to close stores, struggling to stay afloat. Just a week after announcing the closure of 87 locations, the battered home goods retailer is shuttering 150 more stores as it attempts to stay afloat. The announcement comes after Bed Bath & Beyond said it had raised about a billion dollars through an offering of equities to stave off bankruptcy. Bed Bath & Beyond has been reducing its footprint dramatically over the past year, and according to a regulatory filing, it will have shuttered more than 400 stores, including the remaining 
remaining 50 standalone Harman Face Value stores, which sells beauty and household products. The company said it anticipates keeping 360 of its namesake stores in addition to 120 Bye Bye Baby stores. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And the store in Northwest Wichita is closing, along with stores in Manhattan, Lawrence, and Olathe. KNS has news time now, 8-11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. KDOT continuing construction at that north junction right now. And uh, starting in about an hour, they're going to be uh, closing down a lane southbound on I-135 from 45th Street north uh, down to I-235 in the north junction there. That's going to go from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. today. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And the forecast now with KNSS staff meteorologist. Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A storm system off to the southwest of us will be tracking across the southern plains. There's moisture wraps around that that will bring us some rain this afternoon with a high 46. Areas of rain possibly mixed with light wet snow through this evening, then a clearing sky overnight, Tarlow 31, cloudy and 46 on Thursday. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now cloudy sky, north wind at 7 miles per hour and 30 degrees. Stephen, 10 in the morning, 98.7 and 13.30, KNSS State of the Union re, uh, addressed last night by the president and uh, GOP response and a follow-up. Fox News Radio's Brian Spells with us this morning. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning, Steve. How are you doing this morning? We're doing, we're doing just fine here. Hey, any surprises in what the president had to say last night, do you think? In terms of surprises, I think it's hard to know. I think I think I think one of the things that may have been a surprise is, is his the, the direction he chose to go with the infrastructure talking point. Because we heard a lot about how he wanted to have a unifying message going into the State of the Union, but when he gets to infrastructure, he decides to to bring up the Republicans in the room who didn't vote for the bill and said that they're going to ask him for uh, funding from the projects anyway. And he said, oh, "It's okay. Well, we're, I'm still going to be a president for you." And then. You, you know, uh, he still kind of brings that point up. And, and, and so that was kind of the first, you know, partisan like moment really from the pre- on the president's side. And in many ways, it may have poked the bear and kind of led to more of the, the, the partisan bickering that you saw later on in the speech. There was a, some shouting going. I, I confess that I did not uh, I did not watch the speech last night, but there was some shouting coming. It looked like from the back row. Uh, what, what was that all about? Oh, there were multiple different instances where you saw some shouting. So I'll try to get 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 some of the the, the big ones the in here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the one that that has the most people talking was when uh, they were talking about the debt limit, and then the, the president kind of brings up how he, he believes that some Republicans want to let Social Security sunset, and then he kind of says, "Well, I'm not saying it's the majority of you, and I'm also not saying it's a Republican." Uh, uh, party stands, but then some members, just a good amount of members, really just start booing. And the president kind of responds with, you know, it's not the majority of you. And then all of a sudden someone just really yells extremely loud, well, then don't say it. <laughs> and you also have this while Marjorie Taylor Greene is screaming liar uh, from the back row, too. So it, it really kind of erupted into a, into a, a, a quite a, a moment at the State of the Union and one that was uh, pretty feisty. And it wasn't the only one either. You know, I growing up, I would watch these. Well, not growing up, but through the course of my career, watch these, and they were usually uh, fairly uh, controlled. I mean, the the one party would clap, the other wouldn't uh, most times. <laughs> but other than that, this shouting started a few years ago, and it's it's kind of like I guess like they do in Parliament in in the UK. They they do a lot of shouting in their in their meetings. 
I've heard a lot of comparisons to Parliament this morning as I've been doing a lot of these hits. And I think, you know, I think one moment that comes to mind that uh, in the past, you know, back in the 80s when President Reagan was was in office, he kind of had a moment where he said that he was going to where where he addressed Congress and he said, you know, it's the government's responsibility to create jobs. And that was kind of a, a, the Democrats in the room all stood up and gave a standing ovation because they knew he was going to say it. Uh, so that was kind of a way for them to kind of do some political theater in that, that regard. But that's nothing on the line of what we saw last night. And then the follow-up of the Republican response from uh, uh, now Governor Huckabee. She, she's a, a brand-new person in there, but she, she knows the political game. She's been around a little bit. Oh, yeah, just a little bit, you know, being in the Trump administration and having a father who was governor of Arkansas. So they became, I believe, the first father-daughter uh, duo when she got elected governor. She's also still the youngest uh, governor in the country now at just the age of 40. And, and you know, she kind of stuck to, you know, first of all, it was in more of a controlled environment. It was just in, in a room with the producers there. So, so it was a pretty simple speech in terms of, you know, she used a lot of the main Republican talking points. I think she kind of gave us a little bit more of a, a insight into who she is, because we didn't really get to see a lot of that when she was serving in the Trump administration. So learning about her story of being a cancer survivor, her story of being a mother. And I think in, the, in many ways, you can say, yes, she was she was preaching to the base. But it also there were a couple moments where you can say she kind of reached out to the other side and maybe, maybe tried to draw some moderate Democrats or some independents in because she she addressed issues like racism uh, and brought up how she went to Little Rock Central High School and how you know her dad and Bill Clinton welcomed the Little Rock Nine back into the school uh, when when he when uh, Mike Huckabee was was governor and Bill Clinton was president and they also brought up how uh, you know education reforms that she's doing so so addressing teacher pay as she's trying to put an initiative through. That's going to be the biggest increase uh, in teacher pay in Arkansas history. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your coverage this morning. We appreciate it, Ryan. And as always, Fox News Radio's Ryan Schmelz, the State of the Union address last night and the follow-up and uh, apparently uh, quite a bit of shouting going on during the proceedings. It's uh, 816 now, Steve and Ted, uh, on February 8th on the state of 1922. President Warren G. Harding had a radio installed in the White House. I presume it was an AM. That's probably a big deal. And, yeah, it was a huge deal. 19, that was the 22. latest in communications in technology. Yeah, and you are, by the way, if you're probably probably listening to the radio right now, but you could be listening on an app as well. Eight eighteen, Steve and Ted here on KNSS, and it's sports time with Ted Woodward. A lot of basketball to talk about this morning, right, Ted? Yeah, we got Shocker hoops tonight. Shocker men hosting Central Florida at Coke Arena. And there's only four home games left, including tonight. Central Florida has never won a game in Wichita, 0-5 all time. The Shockers did lose to the Knights in the conference opener. That was just a few days after Christmas. That was a long time ago, a month and a half ago. And now the rematch here in Wichita. The Knights are making their last trip in here to Wichita before leaving the conference. Central Florida will be leaving the American for the Big 12 Conference next season. Let's get a preview of this game tonight. Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. Uh, we need to play well Wednesday night against a good Central Florida team. And um, we got to come out, we got to play well, we got to defend, we got to share the basketball on offense, and we got to continue to make strides. Shocks have won five of their last eight. FanDuel thinks this one will be close. FanDuel has the Shockers as a one and a half point favorite. 
coming into this one tonight. Shockers in Central Florida. The Knights do come in with a five-game losing streak. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl begin their pregame coverage at 6 o'clock this evening. The game will tip off at 7 o'clock at Coke Arena. Listen live on 103.7 KEYN tonight for Shocker Basketball. Up in Manhattan last night, big-time matchup. 11th-ranked Kansas State hosting 17th-ranked TCU. And it was a dominant performance on home court for the Wildcats, winning big, 82-61. Here's K-State head coach Jerome Tang. I want to thank our fans, and uh, I was I was really upset last game, more because like our fans did such a great job, and I felt as a coach like I didn't have my team ready, and uh, and so today to see our guys put that kind of effort out for 40 minutes, it showed um, how much they really uh, appreciated. Uh, our fans and what they bring to the table uh, for us. Because this doesn't happen everywhere, right? Like, we can't take this thing for granted. 8,600 at Bramwich Coliseum for that one last night. The K-State men's basketball team, just a game out of first place now in the conference behind Texas. Big game for Marquise Noel for the Wildcats. 18 points, 7 assists. 7 assists. I think he's third in the nation in assists this year. And he has now broken the K-State school record for most assists in one season. That's a record that has been around for 35 years oh. since the great Steve Henson did it. Wow. So, big season for Marquise Noel, making things run for the Wildcats. They had lost three conference games in a row, but they ended that streak. K-State is now 19-5 and on the season. We have some great basketball here in town tonight. Of course, the Shockers are at home. We also have a Friends University at home hosting Sterling in men's and women's play. The Sterling women come in ranked 24th in the nation. They're on a 10-game winning streak. And Newman is home for basketball action tonight. The Jets are hosting Washburn men and women's action. Take a look at uh, the Super Bowl, of course. We're four days out between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, you can hear that game Sunday right here live on KNSS along with Kansas City Chiefs Network pregame and postgame coverage on Sunday. And uh, head coach Andy Reid of the Chiefs, does he, uh, he likes the fact that there's a whole week after the uh, championship conference championship games leading up into the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I, I think it's good to get the uh, the rest in, the heal the guys up that were banged up a little bit. And and then uh, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of prep, this type of thing, and the tickets and all of that stuff that the guys have to deal with. So taking a couple of days to get that knocked out, I think, is a good thing. And um, then you're able to prep and Get yourself going and try to put out the best product you can. Once again, the Super Bowl Eagles Chiefs Sunday right here on KNSS. Yeah, there's got to be a lot of distractions. It's a big, yeah, for those it's, a, it's a massive event. Yeah, unlike anything else. Wow. Yeah, you go through hockey action in the National Hockey League last night. The Edmonton Oilers went on the road in Detroit, beat the Red Wings five to two. Playing defense for Edmonton, the rookie from the Wichita Thunder, Vincent Descharnay. He had an assist in the game last night. He has four assists now in his first nine games in the NHL. The former Thunder player, the rookie, Vincent Descharnay, helping the Edmonton Oilers win their second in a row. Edmonton right now is the top wildcard team in the Western Conference. And we have Juco men's basketball tonight. Big matchup. 16th-ranked Butler Community College visiting 14th-ranked Dodge City. These are the top two teams in the Jayhawk Conference. 
in a top 20 matchup. Dennis Higgins has live coverage of Butler basketball beginning at 7.15 this evening. Listen live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And a little Kansas City Chiefs history. It was 60 years ago on this day that the Dallas Texans officially became the Kansas City Chiefs. Lamar Hunt didn't want to compete with the NFL and the Cowboys, having two teams in one city, and so he, he left and went to Kansas City. And the rest is history. Pretty good move. There you go. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 822 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Second guessing the president on the balloon thing. That's coming up. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. <laughs> Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS 827 now here on a Wednesday morning and just minutes away from entertainment news to the poor with Ted Woodward. Ted, what's on today? Yeah, we got some good music birthdays and anniversaries. We'll get you that information. Of course, celebrities, the world of gaming. We've also got, uh, of course, the, the late night guys had fun making fun of the State of the Union speech, so <laughs> yeah. we'll have some of that too. It's all good. Entertainment news in the blur in just a few minutes. Now, three big things. President Biden delivers his second State of the Union speech, asking Congress to finish the job. Suspect arrested in North Wichita after an abduction on the South Side. Basketball in a battle of two top 20 teams, Kansas State 82, TCU 61. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. This morning out there in uh, traffic, we do have... Uh, a little bit of a traffic slowdown. You'll want to watch out for this northbound I-235 uh, north of Zoo Boulevard. Stalled out vehicle there. Uh, mostly, though, we've got uh, that KDOT construction. Uh, they're going to be closing down a lane again. This is uh, single-lane traffic southbound at I-135 from 45th Street north down to the north junction from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. today. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Mostly cloudy with a 70% chance for rain later today and a high of 43 degrees. Now a cloudy sky, north wind at 7 miles per hour and 30 degrees. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch, open at 11 a.m. for lunch Monday through Sunday. The Monarch, 579 West Douglas in Delano. Wichita City Council approves downtown safety and mobility plan. That story and more news on the half hour. Stephen's Head of the Morning on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 830 here on this Wednesday morning, 30 degrees. Navy divers have been pulling up chunks of the downed Chinese balloon that was shot down off the coast of South Carolina after it made its way across the U.S., Sailors have been gathering large chunks of what's left of the balloon from the water's surface. Navy and Coast Guard personnel have been using underwater drones to locate and map the debris field, and officials say divers have been in the water gathering what they can. As for that second balloon that was spotted flying over Latin America, China says it is one of theirs, but it's civilian. Reuters says Columbia's Air Force spotted it flying at about 55,000 feet, and determined it wasn't a threat to their national security. Jill NATO, Fox News. The Wichita City Council has approved a 10-year, $17.4 million plan to improve safety and increase mobility options for getting to, around, and from 
the downtown area. Between now and 2027, the city plans to convert Maine, Market, Topeka, Emporia, and English from one-way streets to two-way, along with optimizing traffic signals. From 2028 to 2032, Broadway and Water will be reconfigured to calm traffic and increase safety. Councilmember Becky Tuttle says the plan will also help businesses in the area. But it truly is about economic development. Um, I've always said the world looks a little bit different at maybe one mile an hour when you're walking or 10 miles an hour when you're riding a bike versus 40 miles an hour in a car. The city says each project will undergo a preliminary design using input from adjacent property owners, tenants and advisory boards before being presented to the council for review and approval. The plan is forecast to meet current needs and future changes of the downtown and will accommodate a variety of transportation modes, including walking and biking. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Tony Mativi is expected to become the next director of the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. During a confirmation hearing in Topeka, he answered many questions from lawmakers, including his opinions on marijuana legalization, which he says he opposes. He says he plans to crack down on the use of fentanyl in the state. We were looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 fentanyl deaths last year. Our focus is going to be on the people that distribute it, and we're going to go after those organizations. We're taking the gloves off. We're coming after them. Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach nominated by TV in December after Kirk Thompson announced his, re- his retirement. The Senate could vote on his appointment as early as this week. A FedEx truck driver is dead after crashing with an Amtrak train in Pleasant Hill, Missouri. Fox's Malik Jackson is there with details. The extent of the damage gives some indication of how powerful the impact was. Crews spent the afternoon working to remove the delivery trailer from the tracks. There were 29 passengers on board plus Amtrak crew members. The crossing here at Smart and Hereford is an uncontrolled crossing. That means there's just a stop sign and another sign that indicates that this is a train crossing. And while there are no crossing arms here, there is also nothing that would block a driver's line of sight. In a statement to Fox 4, FedEx says, we extend our deepest condolences to the family and friends of those involved in this accident. Safety is our highest priority, and we are cooperating fully with the investigating authorities at this time. The Missouri Highway Patrol is leading the investigation. Over the next few months, Integra Technologies will be looking for a location for a $1.8 billion microchip factory. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News Integra is an employee-owned Wichita company. That's been in business 40 years. This company does chip work, which is kind of maybe foreign to a lot of people, but they do the final two of four stages of chips, certifying chips, uh, microchips that, that actually work. Meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Head of the Morning on KNSS. And now a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With clouds on the increase in Wichita, we will see some areas of rain develop by mid-afternoon. Our high today, 46. We'll probably see less than a quarter of an inch of precipitation. Then rain may transition briefly to light snow this evening, quickly ending, then clearing overnight, our low 31. Cloudy and windy on Thursday with a high 46. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now a cloudy sky, north wind at 7 miles per hour and 30 degrees. 8.35 now, Stephen's head of the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's time for entertainment news. The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, a new film explores Britain's Prince Andrew. The cast has been revealed for Netflix's movie 
on the 2019 bombshell Prince Andrew interview with the BBC about his ties to disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein. The feature titled Scoop from screenwriter Peter Moffat will detail Andrew's sit down with BBC Newsnight anchor Emily Matlis, which led to the royal stepping down from his public duties. Gillian Anderson will play Matlis. Anderson is coming off an award-winning run as Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher in the streamer's hit series The Crown. In the part of Prince Andrew will be Rufus Sewell, known for his roles in The Illusionist, A Night's Tale, and The Man in the High Castle. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Let's get up close with a celebrity. The Fox Celebrity Profile with Shania Twain, who just released her new album, Queen of Me, and has a global tour kicking off in April. Busier than ever, does it feel like an understatement? Are you embracing that? I am very busy, but it's a good busy. That's what I call it. You know, it's good to be busy anyway, but especially when I'm being creatively busy, I'm stimulated in a very healthy way. Uh, There's always something to do. There's all kinds of designing and you know, I mean, for me, it's quite meditative. I fall asleep thinking about sets, <gasps> lights, you know, colors, textures. Twain found the music was a way to escape during the pandemic. Snapping myself out of that for a little bit, escaping it is a better word probably, and writing songs that were very optimistic, very upbeat, things that made me want to dance, cheer myself up. Now that the album's done, I want to share it and hopefully share that same inspiration. Ashley Devorkin, Fox News. Of course, we're four days out from the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. That means we're four days out from Super Bowl TV commercials. Super Bowl Sunday is upon us. And with it, the traditionally popular Super Bowl commercials, which are reportedly costing more than $7 million for a 30-second ad. This year's bowl in Arizona features the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs and has commercials from Will Ferrell, Melissa McCarthy, and Sylvester Stallone, among others. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul also re-team as their Breaking Bad characters to plug popcorners. Yo, these are the bomb! And they're air-popped, not fried. Popcorners? You're an artist. And Alicia Silverstone leads a full-blown mini-remake of Clueless. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Of course, you can listen right here live on KNSS to the Super Bowl on Sunday, Chiefs-Eagles, along with the Chiefs Network pregame and postgame shows coming up on Sundays, four days away. Let's see what's going on in the world of gaming. Fox Bits. Your insider's cheat code to gaming. I'm Eamon Dignam. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick joining Liz Clayman on the Fox Business Network's Clayman Countdown. What used to be a business that was about middle-class consumers in developed countries. He says earnings are up in part to mobile devices. Expanded to, for us alone, 190 countries. In addition to earnings rising this quarter, he also went into the latest news regarding the acquisition of his company by Microsoft. He says the FTC shouldn't worry about the merger. There's an enormous amount of competition. I think when regulators start to understand that, they'll actually think about this transaction. He also says that PlayStation maker Sony hasn't called to talk to them. In fact, they're not returning our phone calls. And that the FTC's concerns are unwarranted because of Sony's broader business. They don't have a television division. They don't have a music, you know, market share division of music. That I think there must be 35-40% the market share of the music industry. They can use all of those assets in unique ways that Microsoft doesn't have the ability to do. That That's Fox Bits for Fox News. Let's see what's going on in country music. I'm Michelle Polino. Trace Atkins announced he's hitting the road for his Somewhere in America tour, which begins this month. Atkins will make stops each month 
in most states across the U.S. through mid-October. Tickets go on sale to the general public Friday in December. Atkins released a duet with Melissa Etheridge called Love Walks Through Rain. The country star has also kept busy with TV. He had a starring role in the Fox country music soap opera Monarch, which was canceled after one season, and continues to be a host on INSP's Ultimate Cowboy Showdown, which is now in its third season. Luke Combs revealed the track list for his latest album, Getting Old, which arrives March 24th. It'll feature a number of tracks familiar to fans who follow Combs on social media. Combs already teased Tattoo on a Sunburn and Five Leaf Clover. The latest Love You Anyway drops Friday. He also covers Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. That's Fox Country on Fox News. Yeah, I remember that song? Like in the 70s. Yeah. It's uh, 1976, I think. Of course, that was done by Dan England. And uh, England, oh, England Dan. Yeah, it was Dan and England Dan and John, John Ford, Ford Coley. Coley. Yeah. Dan Seals was England Dan. Today would have been his 75th birthday. Of course, they had this big hit in 76. It hit number two on the charts. Couldn't get number one behind Play That Funky Music. <laughs> Dan Seals. Of course, he had, he, and then he left uh, soft rock and went into country, and he had uh, 11 number one country hits. I didn't read about that. But this is still the one that I think a lot of people remember. And the Nights Are Forever Without You, another top ten hit. Yeah. Dan Seals. He had uh, he had some cancer and passed away at the age of 61. Today would have been his 75th birthday. Dan Seals. Soft rock there from the 70s. All right, let's hit the late night crew last night. The Late Late Show with James Corden, CBS. The Super Bowl is this weekend, and according to a new report, Americans are projected to bet a record $16 billion on the game, which should be just enough money to cover the damages to the city of Philadelphia if the Eagles win. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, Even uh, the Super Bowl even got brought up during Joe Biden's State of the Union speech last night. Apparently, First Lady Jill Biden is going to the game. By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the... The game tomorrow, uh, next week, I have to stay home. <laughs> Got to work something out here. Let's hit late night with Seth Meyers, NBC. President Biden delivered his second State of the Union address tonight. Oh, you mean his balloon assassination victory lap? And the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, NBC. Earlier tonight, President Biden delivered the State of the Union address. Yeah. Of course, Democrats spent most of the night clapping for Biden. Uh, it wasn't for anything you said. They were just trying to keep him awake. They're like, hey, hey. Oh, and I think the big birthday of the day. John Williams is 91 years old today. The brilliant movie composer. He has won 25 Grammys. Wow. Now here's another one. He's been nominated for 53 Oscars. He's only won five, which seems very, very, Doesn't very low to me. Yeah. But Jaws. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of Jaws. Second most Oscar nominations ever behind only Walt Disney. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, here's Superman. 
Star Wars Saga, Jaws, Close Encounters, Superman, E.T., the Home Alone films, the Indiana Jones films, the first two Jurassic Park films, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, the first three Harry Potter films, and on and on and on. The American Film Institute selected William's score to Star Wars, the greatest film score of all time. It's also in the National Recording Registry, the Star Wars soundtrack. The great John Williams. He is 91. Today is his birthday. And that's Entertainment News with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And coming up, we have local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Bed Bath & Beyond closing store in Northwest Wichita. That is on the way with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 8.49 on a Wednesday. Three big things. Basketball in a battle of two top 20 teams. Kansas State, 82. TCU, 61. Suspect arrested in North Wichita after an abduction on the south side. President Biden delivers his second State of the Union speech, asking Congress to finish the job. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Gasoline prices are down in Wichita today. That's uh, kind of the trend we've been on for the last couple of days. Those prices coming down, but we're now once again down below three dollars a gallon, two ninety nine a gallon. Pretty easy to find here in Wichita this morning. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. Signed, Jad Chambers. Mostly cloudy with a seventy percent chance for rain today, and a high of forty three degrees. Sixty percent chance for rain and snow tonight. The overnight low thirty two. Thursday, increasing clouds. Tomorrow's high, 45 degrees. Now a cloudy sky. We have a north wind at 7 miles per hour and 30 degrees. All three indices on the stock market uh, closing up yesterday this morning. Uh, the markets have opened and the NASDAQ is down about uh, 57 points. The Dow is down 73 and S&P is off about 16 points. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will visit Britain in his first trip to the U.K. since the war began nearly a year ago. The British government says Zelensky will meet with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and address Parliament today. Let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The losses at Spirit Aerosystems increased in the fourth quarter. The local supplier was weighted down by programs from its two largest customers, Spirit yesterday announcing a fourth-quarter loss of $243 million. That's more than twice last year's loss at this time, despite a 23% increase in revenue to $1.32 billion. Now, that translated to an adjusted loss of $1.46 per share that missed analyst estimates by about $1.23 per share. Annual sales year-over-year year did increase 27%, up to $5 billion. One of Wichita's two Bed, Bath & Beyond stores will be closing in the near future as the retailer fights to stay in business. Bed, Bath & Beyond, which warned January 26th that a bankruptcy filing could be imminent, has added the location at 2441 North Mays Road in Wichita to a long list of closings around the nation, including five of the six locations in the Kansas City area. Although the Union, New Jersey-based company, 
has not disclosed a list of the new closings. Local employees confirmed that the Northwest Wichita store will be shut down in the near future. The longtime Bed, Bath, and Beyond store opened in New Market Square when the retail center completed its first phase back in 2001. That's local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. So, I like that store. That's a good store and good stuff in there, but uh, you just can't stay in a business, I guess. Uh, a recent Gallup survey says just 2 in 10 adult U.S. employees say they have someone at work they consider a best friend. The number of workers under 35 who have besties dropped by 3%, uh, three percentage points from the pre-pandemic in 2019. Gallup surveyed about 16,000 workers. Researcher Jim Harder tells the Associated Press that having a best friend at work has become even more important with a dramatic rise in remote and hybrid work. Work friendships helped people through some tough times during the pandemic. Gallup also found that close work friendships benefit employers. They found a strong link between workers with best friends on the job and profitability, safety, inventory control, and retention. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with uh, you. I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't know if you want somebody. I mean, you and me are best friends, but I, that's that's different. Well, in a, in a way, but you know, I consider my best friend <laughs> probably my wife. Yeah, and with, without a doubt. And if she was here working with us, it would be a zoo. It would be absolutely catastrophic. In what way? Oh, you know, well, we're married. For crying out loud, sooner or later, we're going to get into a big fight. <laughs> Well, you and me do that anyway. <laughs> Interesting. I think you're used to it. Yeah, I was talking, uh, yeah, it's, it's anyway. Best friend at work. I don't think it's a good idea. You've you got to have a professional attitude. You know, in World War II, they, those guys that were in combat, spend the new, new recruits came in when the replacements came in. Mm-hmm. Don't make friends with them because, you know, don't get close to them uh, because uh, something's going to happen and you're going to lose somebody. So, but, it, but this is not war. I mean, this is radio. However, uh, how many uh, how many people have gotten the, the pink slip from their best friend at work? I don't know. Eight fifty four now. Stephen Ted National Kite Flying Day. Of course, uh, the Chinese were pioneers in kite flying back in four seventy B C. Uh, and now, now Benjamin Franklin. Now he was flying a kite. How did that work? But that was a scientific experiment. He was, just, he was discovering electricity. He was did trying he know to figure he, out how electricity worked? Yeah, he could see the lightning, and he knew there was lift. So, what did he do? Did he have a did he have a key fashioned to it or something? There was a key that played a, a you know a key part key role <laughs> in that. You know. And of course, he eventually figured it out and invented kind of the lightning rod, which saved a lot of structures, lot of, lot of structures. From, from going up. Absolutely. So, yeah. And you said we were earlier talking about the fact that we both flew kites as kids. Well, sure. Really enjoyed the, the kite flying. You had to have that Kansas wind, which you have today. Yeah, there's Plenty no problem with that. You just got to kind of run. Somebody, somebody runs with it, and all of a sudden it goes up in the air. It's fun. Kite flying day. Hey, coming up on uh, KNSS this morning, as always, the Glenn Beck program. And they'll have reaction to the State of the Union speech. And at 9 o'clock this morning, our news will be, well, the State of the Union speech. We'll have some uh, sound with uh, President Biden and the, the loyal Republican opposition. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go to the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, and news updates all day. Stephen's Hit of the Morning, 98.7 and 1330, KNSS Wichita. Get Wichita Business Journal Update.